Finding dark matter is one of the biggest challenges in physics at the moment, and a discovery could completely revolutionise our picture of the universe. But do we really know what dark matter is? So why do we think there is anything that we might call dark matter? Obviously, we can't see dark matter. That's why we call it dark. But we do have a lot of other ways of detecting stuff in the universe. And one way of detecting something that's really massive is to look at how light bends around it. So, this is a phenomenon known as gravitational lensing. We look at a distant galaxy, and the light from that galaxy, if it travels past something very massive, is bent. And in our telescopes, we see multiple or very distorted images of that distant galaxy. Here is a picture of the Abel galaxy cluster, as taken by the Hubble Space Telescope. And we can see smears, distorted galaxy images, where these galaxies have been gravitationally lensed before they reach us. From the amount that the light is bent, we can determine how much mass there is bending the light. And one of the big giveaways for dark matter is that these, these galaxies are distorted by much more than we think they should be, given the number of stars we can see in this galaxy cluster. One example that scientists have studied in great depth is this, the bullet cluster. This set of galaxies um, has a lot of gravitational lensing associated with it. And what we see here is the results of scientists' investigations. The two blue patches are where most of the mass of this galaxy cluster is centred. And we tell that through the gravitational lensing. But the two reddish-pinkish parts are, in fact, where most of the visible matter is. And we can see quite clearly that the two just don't line up. And that's a clear indication that there must be something else, something very massive out there, that's not just stars and gas and galaxies. And so that's some quite clear evidence for dark matter. What's actually happened here is that two galaxy clusters have collided. The two blue dark matter clouds have passed straight through one another, but the two red visible matter clouds have collided and interacted and pulled each other apart. And that's why we see this bullet-shaped shockwave in the red parts. Another way to spot dark matter is to look at what's known as a galactic rotation curve. We can determine how fast the stars are moving in a galaxy by looking at the Doppler shift of their emission spectra. What we would expect to see, given Newtonian gravitation, is that the stars at the centre of a galaxy are moving much faster than the stars at the edge of a galaxy. And indeed, if we look at the planets in the solar system, this is precisely what we see. At the small radius, the planets have a very high velocity, they're travelling very fast, and that drops off, and at larger radii, they're travelling much more slowly. In fact, for the stars in galaxies, this is not what we see at all. The top line here is a galactic rotation curve, 
showing you the speed of the stars. And as you can see, it stays roughly constant, even at quite large radii. The two lowest lines on this graph show the rotation curves we would expect given the amount of luminous matter in the galaxy, so the stars and so on. And the lowest one is the rotation curve we'd expect for the gas. We can see that even if we add the luminous curve with the gas curve, we still don't reach that top level, which is what we actually see. So there must be something else in these galaxies making the stars at the edge travel so much faster. And that's one of the, thing, one of the reasons that we think there must be dark matter around the edges of these galaxies. In fact, we can predict quite precisely how much dark matter there is by looking at the discrepancy between what we would expect given the normal matter in a galaxy and what we actually see. So, how much dark matter do we think is out there? Scientists reckon that normal matter, what they tend to call baryonic matter, makes up only about 5% of the universe. So that's the smallest orange segment on there. And the predictions go something like, there are, there's six times as much dark matter as normal matter, which is a huge amount. But in fact, both of those are overwhelmed by the third section, um, dark energy, which is, I'm afraid, one mystery too many for tonight. Scientists, it's still at a bit of a loss as to what it really is. But if we can find out what dark matter is, we're certainly moving a big step closer to understanding a big chunk of the universe. So the big question then, what is dark matter? Well, nobody really knows, but we do have a good idea of a lot of its properties. Firstly, the fact that it's dark implies that it doesn't interact very much with photons, with particles of light. But we spotted it through its gravitational interactions, so we know that it must be massive, it must have mass. Thirdly, the fact that we haven't really detected it yet shows us that it doesn't interact with very much. And indeed, if you remember back to the bullet cluster pictures, we saw that it passed straight through it, like clouds of itself, which shows it doesn't interact with itself very much either. So these properties are summed up in what's thought to be the leading candidate for dark matter, which is the WIMP, which stands for Weakly Interacting Massive Particle. I'm afraid something's gone wrong with the slide there. Um, <laughs> but giving it a name only helps us so far. Um, we still don't really know what we're looking for. But this is where theoretical physics can help us. At the moment, it's a bit much like looking for a needle in a haystack without even knowing what a needle is. Once we have a theoretical model, we can really start to work out what we might be wanting to look for. So, theories of new physics often predict a lot of new particles, and some of them have the right properties to be dark matter particles. For example, supersymmetry predicts a whole new sector of particles that we haven't spotted yet. And the lightest of these particles is a very good candidate for being a dark matter wimp. Once we have a theoretical model that explains how dark matter behaves, we can start to really look for it in earnest. There are two main ways we can do this. 
Firstly, we can try to create our own dark matter. This is what has been done at the Large Hadron Collider in Geneva, where they collide particles together at very high energies, and all kinds of things come spewing back out. Um, some of these could well be dark matter particles, so the challenge is to sift through the vast amounts of data in these experiments, looking for the right kind of signature. The second way that we can search for dark matter is simply to look for the dark matter that's around us. It should be everywhere in our galaxies, and so the simplest way of searching for it is simply to go somewhere very quiet and sit and wait. And that's more or less what a lot of the experiments are doing. Uh, one of these experiments, LUX, is the experiment that I'm working towards. Um, and I'll explain a little bit now how it works so that you can get a feel for what scientists are doing to try and find dark matter. LUX stands for Large Underground Xenon Experiment. Um, what it is, is a large tank of liquid xenon with an amount of gas xenon on top. The hope is that, very occasionally, one of these dark matter particles will pass through and interact with the liquid xenon, producing a flash of light. This light is then collected in very sensitive detectors at the top and the bottom of the tank. The whole thing is then enclosed in a tank of water to help protect it and stop any stray particles getting in. To get rid of even more of these stray particles, the next step is to put it underneath a large amount of rock. In fact, the Lux experiment is at the bottom of a disused gold mine in South Dakota. And then we simply sit and wait and see if we see any of these dark matter particles. So far, Lux hasn't seen anything which in some ways is good because it means that all of this careful shielding is actually working. Um, equally, it would be very nice to get a positive result so that we can confirm what our theories might be saying. Um, but scientists in the meantime are working on an upgrade to the experiment known as LZ, which is around 10 times larger and so very much more sensitive. So where does this leave us? There are a lot of experiments running at the moment and these are the names of some past, present, and future. Scientists are working very hard to try and detect dark matter, both directly and indirectly. Searching for dark matter is a really huge field. But at the moment, there are still no clear positive signals. So there's plenty of work to do. And there are still a lot of skeptics who aren't even sure that there's anything out there for us to find. But to find something would really take us a big step closer to understanding the universe. And it might begin to shine a real light on dark matter. Thank you very much. <laughs>